We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the best hour of their day. Um, there's a lot of shit talking on yesterday's podcast about firing me, and yet, yep, well, this is what happens when you talk about well, it on my back. Is what I happened is, is that once yeah. anyone who mattered uh, got a hold of the information, they Im- immediately vetoed it, and we fired Ackerman instead. Right, that's my point. Is, is that's what happens? You don't, you don't. If you don't get, if you guys don't watch Billions, you should listen. Don't cross Bobby Axelrod. Is how this works. All right, you'll you'll end up just not in a good spot. So, but anyway, Marcus is back with us. Uh, this week's been kind of a weird week for a lot of reasons, so the recordings are a little bit different, but all good. Uh, Marcus did a little intro of himself yesterday. I like to refer him to. I like to refer to him as the most interesting man in CrossFit that most people don't know, and that's not an insult. So it's uh, funny he referred to yeah. himself as that too. He filled out the guest booking form, and that was his bio: the most interesting man in CrossFit. Nice. There you go. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, your 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 intro of yourself was very humble. Um, so we'll get into that though. We'll dig in just a little bit deeper later. But um, you did you guys miss me yesterday? Have you guys missed me all week? Yeah, you made us do a show with just Ackerman. I know that's really terrible. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was listening to yes, I was listening to the podcast, and then. Right when he there, everything was going well, and then he derailed it about the, with the marriage questions, and I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you know, just listen, listen, ladies, listen up. Find you a man that loves you like Jason Ackerman loves himself, and you will live a long, happy life. It's just, it's just that's what you should be looking for uh, when you judge your partner. So, um, anyway. Uh, End of the year is coming up, Marcus. How long ago yeah, did buddy. you have your affiliate? How long? How long has it been since you've had your affiliate? I sold it in 20, 2017. 17. Oh, that's later than I thought. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, so you still had it when we met first? Oh yeah. Okay, I thought you had sold it already. Okay, dude, Maybe I think not. you and I first spoke like two thousand. Yeah, it was like tw- think? yeah, twenty fifteen. I think it was like I think it was like middle of the year 2015 maybe I don't remember when it was definitely 2015 though mm-hmm. yeah would you care to talk about that care to talk about what when we just when we first met if you even remember I do okay yeah I mean well, I wasn't the put together gym owner that I am today <laughs> <laughs> no it, it was um, I believe the technical term is dumpster fire. Those are fire shit show. Um, no, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> Drunk uh, you were, you stood out to me from our very first conversation because what, what of was that? Hold how on. you. Sh- Katie's face. I need to talk about Katie's. If you were not watching this on YouTube, I need to talk about Katie's face. When you said you stood out to me, Katie went, "Hmm." I'm like, what the fuck, Katie? <laughs> I was unintentional. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we yeah, know how you I'm really off. feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. judgy. It's- yeah, it was super <laughs> judgy. You're like, hmm. Well, that's why okay. you should watch the video. So you see just yeah. real-time reactions. 
Uh, anyway, go ahead. So yeah, you um, when you reached out, you you kind of came with your like heart in your hands, where you're like, hey man, like I've been doing this a while. I feel real confident about my product. We do a great job by people, but like something about what I'm doing is just not fucking working. And I'm ready to get some help. I refused or I resisted help long enough and I'm ready for that now. And we just had a great conversation about, you know, where you were at and specifically what the challenges were and what it is that you were wanting it to look like. And uh, I just remembered getting off the call being like, yes, I love it when I get someone who is super passionate about the product, the people, what they what they're trying to do, and just haven't figured it out yet. Because those are the people that I know are going to be a rocket ship, right? It's the people who are at a point to where they're starting to be resentful towards people, or they're just looking for the silver bullet because I've been caring for long enough and I just need to make this shit work. Um, whatever variation of that you know, we can still help those people and we'd still do that now. Our goal being to get them focused back on the thing that got them excited about it and, and the people. But, you know, you were one of those people for me back then. And then we had our first coaching call together and we refactored uh, quite a few things. And from that point on, it was like we just kind of pulled the key log out, right? It was yeah. like all of a sudden things just started started progressing really quickly for you with your box and you know you had so much knowledge already and there were just a few um i think the the i, I remember referring to it as like a frankenstein business model it's like mm -hmm. everything just kind of had been legoed together based on best guesses and like hey man that's this part we i heard from here on this podcast this part mm -hmm. i it's just kind of how we've always done it um but once we just got a couple of things changed around because you and your team were so hardworking and united and the product was fantastic. It was just like, well, there you go. And, and I had went. a pretty good team then, but it was, it was still lacking and that's not a shot at anyway. That's just where we were all were in that point of our, sure. uh, of our evolution. Um, but yeah, that we, I, yeah, I remember that too. We, and then from there, I think revenue over the next like 18 months or something like that went up like 200% something like that. But yeah, I was, I, I was probably a pretty standard gym with, with regard to revenue. We we're like running less than $10,000 a month. Um, yeah, and I that's think, the majority. Like yeah. Eight to 12K. Yeah. And then I think coming out of that, like we, our next plateau was at like 30, but that came pretty quick, honestly. Like we went from, we went from that 10 to 12 to 30, like yeah, probably under two years for sure. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was drastic and that like changed everything. Um, and then it's usually the case. It's usually yeah. it. it's someone is hovering at that average, you know, like I said, eight to 12,000, let's call it 10, where they're just like, I don't get it. Like I try so hard. I put in the hours. I care as hard as I can. Um, I, I feel like I'm giving everything that I can, but the, the math of your work or your systems or processes does not equal an outcome mm -hmm. greater than the number, right? And once you make a couple of those fundamental adjustments, some of them being the uh, the way maybe that you're selling or your packages or uh, mm -hmm. that mixed with your attitude and your confidence in right. what you're doing, your belief system gets upgraded, your value 
internally gets upgraded and then it doesn't take very long for you to get to, like you said, I mean, 200%, you're at 30,000 and now about double that. You yeah, know, I mean, I mean, you guys are crushing. It's, it's, uh, well, that was probably the catalyst with regard to, I probably, for the most part, moving forward from there, I can think like of very short stints of time before I would break my own belief about something. So it's just constant. I'm like, oh, this is, this is all you can do there. And then it's like, nope, you can do way more than that. And every time I'm like, you know, whether it's, whether it's hiring coaches, whether it's revenue, whether it's like, you know, sales in a month, whether it's everything, just like constantly proving myself wrong, which is great. Um, but it pretty much started there. And then because you were that was that was the genesis of barbell business, was it not? Or like the very front the end? Genesis. Uh, not it the genesis, started... sorry, excuse me. Like that was like on the front end of it, correct? Uh, yeah, met. so Barbell Business had a handful of episodes uh, that had been started. This was before my time. And I came in and we had partnered and I wasn't on the podcast for a few months or several months before um, I started showing up on the podcast because I was building on the back end. Right. And we were just, we were creating Barbell Logic and that whole platform. And then I came on, I did an episode with AJ Roberts um, mm -hmm. And then I just started getting invited on until I eventually ended up uh, getting to take over the show and yeah, kind of that division of the company, if you will. And then how many gyms would you say you've worked with in your, what do you, how, like two questions, but what has it been about 10 years you've been in the kind of like working with gyms roughly or, or more? No, the 13. Okay. So almost before I was trying to remember this the other day, somebody brought this topic up. Who was the he was largely like a karate studio guy mm -hmm. and he was i cannot remember the name of the business but it was probably the first mentoring business on the block in crossfit man i i it's funny this is it's bringing back a vague memory i don't remember who it was if someone were to say it i know i, I would remember mind, it too. but i i, I john, haven't thought john, about that no I was going to say John Briggs. That's John. It's not John Briggs. That's okay. Insight Tax. It was John something. Oh, it's going to bug me. I can't remember. But that was another weird one where like you got in there, but it like you'd have a phone call. And then so when people ask me, they're like, what have you done? I'm, I'm like, I've literally taste tested everything in the CrossFit space. I'm like, I'll try that. I'll try that. Um, but that was one of those ones where you get in there and it was like the secret sauce was always the next level. We're like, hey, I'll give it to you, but it's just like you got to pay a little bit more money, and it was just like this. This seems dirty. It's like I just can't remember. And it was uh, anyway, but yeah. So I didn't. I didn't think it was that long. Uh, and then in that time, how many gems? I mean, well over a thousand. Oh, geez. Oh yeah. Um, somewhere between yeah, probably up to close to two thousand. Yeah, between so, fifteen hundred, uh, two thousand, somewhere in there. Yeah, fifteen hundred was the last time that I counted, and that was maybe two years ago okay two um, two and a half years ago okay and then um so this kind of, and the reason i'm kind of asking that because it kind of leads into a little bit of the topic for today which is you know one of the mistakes that people make closing the year out and then going into the next year and so you've worked with a lot of gyms and and you know one of the things that i've continued to refine but that i learned from you a long time ago was just the idea of being proactive and then really looking out as far as you can to try to reverse engineer everything so that you start hitting these wickets as you work through 
your calendar or your quarter or whatever, like whether it's, whether it's revenue, whether it's events, whether it's training, something like that. Um, and that's one of the, the major pillars of what we teach in Affiliate U is you can manufacture this stuff. Like it's not, it's not by accident. If there are some instances where gyms are crushing and it has been, in my personal opinion, has like geographical location. You just, you have 8 million people around you and it's like, you could have 200 members by accident if you suck. Um, for most people, it's not the case. Um, but one of the things, so just question about that, like with regard to planning, what are one of the one or two things that you've seen gyms just falter on over and over and over? Well, I mean, that question I could probably answer 12 different ways um, because I think that a lot of aspects of a gym's processes, experiences, moments, um, these are things that you can plan ahead of time for your client. So like the whole member journey and mm -hmm. manufacturing. And when I say manufacturing, I don't mean that they're fake. I just mean that they right. you make sure that they happen for everyone, right? right. That you, you can list out all the, the moments you want your new member to experience in a certain period of time, say their first six months, their first year, and make sure that you have reminders or tasks or something to make sure that those different moments happen, right? So we can go down that whole rabbit hole. But I'd say more to speak to what you were just saying for this time of year. Um, I think that people or gym owners so often stay in that reactive state, particularly this time of year, because for a lot of gyms, the new year, and whether it's right in January or February, mm -hmm. March, in some colder regions where people start to come back out and they start to see that bigger influx, uh, some it's in springtime, doesn't matter. The first, call it half of the year for practically everyone, at least here in the US, is the busiest time. You have your biggest rush somewhere in there. And what happens is, is that they, that's usually following the hardest time of the year. Q3, especially Q4, for a lot of gyms, again, depends on where you're located and what you've been doing or not doing for that matter, um, tends to be the harder time of year. And so everyone just kind of goes into this like, oh, well, this time of year sucks. And they just kind of dial it down and they're just kind of letting it happen. And then Christmas happens and it's like, oh, we got to get our New Year's offer ready. Let's update the website. Let's get ready. But that's way too little, way too late. And you had an opportunity to break your plateau and get your business to a completely different range. Like you said, it took two years to get you from 10K to 30K. So let's just say in a year, you could be you could have doubled your business, right? right. So by that rationale, I, if I want to double my business, which if I'm going to plan out that year in advance at very least, I'm going to say, well, what are all the things that I can and that I can upgrade or need to upgrade in order to make that possible. Mm -hmm. And this is the time of year you should already be assembling, designing and assembling those components. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say to give you a more succinct answer, it's a failure to, to prepare for that influx so that you can use it to actually get you past the hump rather than, you know, we kind of grow a little bit in the first half of the year. And by the time we get to the end of the year, we're basically it's a wash where we lost about right. as many people as we gained. Um, maybe you got a little bit better, but it's not enough to keep you moving forward or very least right. to even keep up with regular inflation, let alone what's yeah. happening now. Right. Yeah. And it's, um, and there's, there's two things there. One is 
you know, towards the end of the year, you brought up a good point. And we've, we've kind of referenced since the show before where people just kind of like let the fourth quarter happen. And it's, right. it ends up being a double whammy because number one, people are traveling and you're going to get probably a higher than average hold cancellation just due to time of year, right? Even if you're doing all the right things, like you're still going sure. to get them. And then on top of that, most people choose to do nothing or less than they were doing before. So it's like, all right, we already know people are going to be going out the door. And then on top of that, we're not, we're going to engage them less. Well, that makes no sense whatsoever. It's just, it, it, it's a compounding problem to something that you already know is coming. So it's like, you know, a train's coming down the track and instead of stepping on the track, I, I choose to like step towards the train and I'm like, well, that seems unreasonable. Like, why would I do that? Um, so, and then going into the other part of that year, thinking about, okay, why? Well, Cause this, this happened to me numerous times like and so and just to prove my point i don't know if november will be our best month of the year but be damn close the and then going into of this year and and then going into the following year you know there's going to be this influx of let's just call it cash that's what it is but it's an it's an influx of opportunity is really what it is that's the right word yeah and people and people are looking at that and they're like why hell this cop opportunity coming but what they haven't figured out is how to keep the opportunity. They're just like, all right, well, I'm going to take it. But it's just like you have your hands full. And it's just like watching a toddler try to carry eight things. And they end up with bringing you one. And you're like, well, there's a trail of, of you're just a walking yard sale walking over here, just dumping everything out the back end of what's happening. And if you can plan to not only take all of the opportunity that's coming with you, but keep what you currently have, well, then you show up with all the toys and you're like, this is great. And yep. that's one of the things that I that I think people just fit, they like they turn off in the fourth quarter. I'm like, wrong. This is when you take the dial and you turn it up really hard with regard to planning yep. and engagement and everything. It honestly should be one of the busier times of year for you as a Correct. Gym owner. That's exactly right. So it's what it's all about. It's about maximizing that opportunity that's coming, right? And you do that by actually digging in for your fourth quarter and making that your most fun and most exciting time of the year so that everyone is as juiced up about the gym and you know the community and the fun and people we, that builds the momentum i want to leverage all of that goodwill and excitement in december already so you should already be in the middle of campaigns that are helping tee up your january Oh, that's what right I've been now. telling everybody. I'm like, you, I was like, everybody's, everybody and their grandmother is going to run new year, new you, blah, 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 shitty idea campaign. Starts in December in, in is when you're actually like, starting to capture. Right. Right. So you want to be ahead of that and have these conversations so that you're top of mind and have given them some sort yes. of value, had some back and forth and all of that so that you can maybe not only just take what's going to come organically just via, via people wanting to get back into the gym. But, but by having all of these conversations beforehand, you can capture a bunch of other people. You can get people who left in the last 90 days to come back during that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think realistically, if you were to take your average, your, you know, you have a higher than average cancellation or hold in the fourth quarter, just based on that time of year, you could get 50% of those back. If you just engaged in some way, shape or form, they'll come back in January, if not more. We pulled in like three or four old clients just this month. It's the 15th. Just by like re-engaging, like, hey, I'll see you on Tuesday. Come in. They're like, I don't know. And I'm like, I'll see you on Tuesday. And they're like, all right, I'm coming. Right. So it's like, it wasn't hard. It was just like, just try something, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and none of it's really hard. It's just a matter of doing the things consistently in the right order. 
right? Or doing them in the right order consistently. And that begins now. And it starts with the re-engagement. Then it begins um, and building goodwill, building excitement, December through how your holiday events are structured, your communications internally, externally to those previous members, bringing people back in, reconnecting, then giving them an opportunity to bring their, their people in and they have first access to things before other people do. Then you roll out your offer, in which case you should have restructured what it is you're offering, how you're bringing people in, how what did we learn from last year? That's a never-ending game, by the way. You're like, oh, well, I just need to fix it once and I'm done. Wrong. Oh, you no. consistently measure. You build it in a way to where it's measurable and therefore you can continue to refine it because it's maybe it's not the system, maybe it's the delivery of the system that can be improved, right? Maybe it's the the, um, the communication. And then you can just get into that last 20% of creating wow factor and whatever you want to do, the, the integration journey for the first six months, like we talked about right. earlier. Redialing all that stuff in. The time is now. Be building that now so that when the opportunity comes, you can maximize the opportunity because it will change your trajectory for the rest of the year. Instead of you growing by, say, uh, let's just call it a 100-member gym, grows by 15, 20 people in the first three, four months of the year. Now, mm -hmm. instead of it being 15, 20, it's 25, 30. But right. now you do, and you're doing a better job by those people, right? Because you, you had a higher, you brought more people in, and now you're going to keep them longer. And we're going to leverage those, those referrals. And that's going to continue to build in retail sales and your special um, your additional average client value builders, everything is going to build from there. And next thing you know, you're coming into the tail end of the year and you're like, wow, I am significantly stronger and more stable than I was last year. Let me do this again even better. And right. that's the name of the game over and over. So just planning on re, uh, reevaluating and then retooling any and everything that you can to con continue ratcheting things up ahead of time. Stop ahead reacting. Of time. Yeah. Be proactive. It's about do it before it needs to be done. Yeah, and that's one of the so like we we already set revenue goals for next year, like last month in October. So because then, and I know this sounds a, a little. Some people are like have never done that before, oddly enough. But then that's not good enough. So then you have to go with like, what's the number? Like, okay, cool. Here's what the number. Well, then you just reverse engineer the number. Like, what does that need to be January? So I can check in and then I'll start putting things in place that would put me on the number instead of just saying, well, I just, I'd need 30 more members. And the question is like, well, how are you going to do that? Like, what are you doing other than just sitting around hoping that somebody walks in your gym? And that started probably in September, August, like looking at the evaluating of the year thus far what do we need to change? What's going well? What's like? What's going pretty well that we could make kick ass next year? Like we just need some small tweaks to that, not like a full rehash uh, of something that's like largely broken. Just talking about like refinement of some things. Like this is going pretty damn well, but how could we squeeze ten percent out of it? You know, it's just like the old. How do you grow a, uh, a business by thirty percent? Well, I could do that one of three ways. I can either increase my prices. I can add more clients or customers to it, or I could add a service offering, right? And, and most people only look at one bucket, like, well, I just need to increase my membership rate based by 30%. Well, that could be a lot depending on what you're looking at. Or you could say, what if I just did 10% out of each bucket? What if I could increase my, 
my my total client base by 10%? What if I could raise my prices by 10%? And what if I could create a third source of revenue that was about 10% of my current revenue right now? Well, that's 30%. I don't know a gym or a business doing anything that wouldn't take 30% growth. And that's easy to do in this business. 30% is easy. Right. If, if you do if, that, if you have a plan, if you try that and you right, and you execute even half well, what we see is usually way better than that in growth. Because yeah. there's so it's about getting into that mindset. It's about getting everyone rallied and on the same page, being proactive and intentionally improving everything to improve the whole the business as a whole. It's not I need more I need you know, the, the members, I need more sales. It's, it's holistic. It's how many more people are we going to keep? How much better are we going to do with staff? That's going to change how they show up and teach classes, which is in turn going to affect the clients, which is in turn going to affect the referrals and how much product. They, it, all the things affect all the things. So learning how to do that and being proactive about it alone will help you become a better business owner and put you into the winning percentile by default let alone then now it's just skill development let's just make everything better well in most in, yeah well and then we're talking about like 30 percent you know 200 percent most gyms would be over the moon if they got 10 to 15 percent if they just went from 10,000 to 11.5 that would allow them to sleep at night and if you're talking about you know 1500 bucks Shit, that could be two personal training clients. That could be five memberships. We're not talking about astronomical numbers. We're, it's, this isn't Amazon where we're trying to go from, you know, two hundred billion to three hundred billion. It's just like we're talking about like pretty low hanging fruit here. And some of that is fixing your broken stuff. Some of it is refining things that just need to be polished. And some of it is just just straight up new concepts or ideas that I that I have yet to implement because I don't know what I don't know. Which, you know, mm -hmm. that could be charging for your onboarding or adding a kid's class or, you know, run, putting in some training evolutions in, in throughout the year that would bring you six to $10,000 in revenue. Well, if you're doing $100,000 in revenue a year and you do three to four training evolutions that bring you 2500 bucks, that's a significant add to the bottom line. That's 10% with no growth in the gym, just running some sort of workshop that you would charge for. Right. I mean, there's so many ways to do that. Um, and then the, just being, the other thing about this is if you start this in January, you basically miss the whole first quarter. Yes. And again, you missed your biggest opportunity. You blew the momentum, the opportunity for momentum throughout the year, right? It's just about getting ahead of it and not just reacting to it and seeing how many people are we going to be able to sign up. It's all the things, right? Get the retention dial, get the referrals cooking, get all of it in order. And so that when you, when, by the time you get to January, you are already showing up hot and ready to go with a client base that's ready to bring people in for whatever your offer is. You have a better system. It's more exciting. Mm -hmm. That's a reason to reinvite old people back in that weren't even ever members that had just checked. It's all the things. So, I was looking at the past five years the other day, and typically March is where we see like there's a pretty big spike over the last like five years. And what we'll end up doing is that it's not a big spike in March. That's a that's a run that's basically a running start that culminates in March, which now for the most part creates basically our new trajectory for the year. 
So I look at it, I'm like, hey, listen, if I can have some bumps at the end of the year, that's great. But what I want is I want massive momentum so that I can see that basically really stark boop, in March. But that doesn't happen in the month of March. It's a result of November, December, January, February, at which point all these new members, all that revenue starts stacking on top of it, on top of each other. I did bring a friend week. You have the open. I did a pre-sale on like, but all of that had to be planned four months ago in order to mm-hmm. get them all in. Otherwise you miss them and you get behind and you're like, oh, well, we can't do that one because we were behind on this one. And, and then you're just flailing around. But if you want to have that in March and then you want to keep it in March because that now determines like, oh, this is now the new number that we operate at. And I can, by the way, I can all, I can predetermine. You'd be like, hey, I need a new coach. I'm like, well, you could start that search in January to basically know like, what's the number? The number is going to be, we need to get to 18,000 or whatever it's going to be. And then I'm going to hire my new coach. Well, guess what? You should have also been searching for that new coach in January, February. So you can vet people. Somebody may need to move there. But as that trajectory moves up, I'm like, boom, those two things will align. I'll get a coach and that revenue. And now I've got more free time at which I can devote to more planning, more strat- more strategy, fixing the things that are broken, you know, revising the plan, all that other stuff. But it should have happened in December and everybody's has the wrong strategy at the end of the year, which is to do less. Like you should be doing more. I don't want to be doing all that building in January because there, you won't have the bandwidth for it. If particularly if you're a one man band, if you know you're gonna have the new influx and you're dealing with all these new people, you have no bandwidth to start planning at that point. You're just surviving at that point, And it just feels a little better because the revenue is slightly up. Mm-hmm. So, um, also big... real quick, just yeah, jumping in, is it was it John um, Hackleman? Is that the name? No, John Hackleman was a UFC coach. Um, yeah, I, I okay. Yeah, he okay. had the pit. I believe it was the yeah. pit. He cross pit. He, yeah, yeah, cross pit. He trained yeah. uh, Chuck Liddell and yeah. a couple other people in there. No, it was. Um, oh man, I'm gonna. It's gonna bug me now, but I'll remember it anyway. But. Yeah, I think that's a big mistake that I made a long time ago when it's just like, well, we're just going to survive and we'll figure it out when we get there. But, you know, I think people, like most of the people that we work with, we start, I started working on their 2022 plan last month. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, we're going to figure it out right now. Like, and, and then the likelihood of you hitting that target, if you determine it right now, is exponentially higher than if you just get in there. You're like, well, I'd like to grow a little bit. I'm like, right, that's, that's the old, like, write it down and it's 300% more likely to, to happen. But, like, write it down and then plan it out. Like, how would you do that? What does my calendar need to look like? How many people do I need to bring in? What am I doing to bring those people in? How am I going to keep them? How do I beat my retention from last year? Um, but if you just did some basic planning, like, what would be the minimum planning that you would have somebody do, Marcus, if they were a complete shit show? Minimum planning would be... I would start with number one, what am I going to do in the fourth quarter? What can I do in the fourth quarter to maximize retention and engagement with my community and build buzz about the gym, get them re-excited about the gym, okay? That would be the first place I would start. Second, it would be, okay, what is my offer? How can I improve my offer and my client integration? So. And that includes your sales process. So what am I offering and how am I going to make the most of every person who reaches out from 
getting the, how many, I'm going to increase my attendance rate for my intro session to my conversion rate at my intro session to my, my first X amount of months of them joining and sticking around so that they stay. Because that's, as we preach so, so heavily in the program, it's about how many people you keep, right? Retention, retention, retention is the secret to this game uh, because it affects everything. And not just keeping them, but how do I keep them for as long as possible with the highest average client value possible because they freaking love this place and they feel like they're part of something special. Um, and then I would plan out what would be my, uh, my events for the year. So what am I gonna do for my members as far as like workshops, parties, et cetera. And what are my other, like from my, um, if I'm gonna do pre-sales, when am I gonna do those? And when am I gonna do any um, like paid events, like, or like the, excuse me, the specialty program cycles that mm -hmm. you wanna do and laying all of those things on the table and organizing in, in a manner to where you can see, okay, well, if I'm gonna do this here, well, then that means I can't do that at the same time because that's going to not make any sense because March is going to have like nine things happening and we did nothing in February. So let me spread that out a little bit. And if I start that here, that means I got to actually start planning that over here because last time we ran an event, we needed like four weeks to get it filled up instead of like the one week that I actually gave myself. So just get all of the, the bigger pieces that I just mentioned onto the table and start plugging them in, including when, when you would start planning and executing it to make sure it went great. So I would look at each individual item and say, if I want that workshop, what's, what would be a win for that workshop? Okay, I mm -hmm. would want 20 people to show up. Cool, 20 people to show up. What do I need to do to ensure that I get 20 people in, right? Because mm -hmm. now there's no pressure. It's not like, well, how do I get 20 people here next week? It's, well, if I can just do this right, I would send out an email a month in advance. Right. Um, I would send a personal message to X amount of people from my member base who had done this kind of thing in the past. And I would just lay all those things out and say, well, given that, how much time would I actually need to execute that? Right. And that alone right there, just having a, a layered plan where I looked at my sales and integration, I looked at my events and all the things and just laid it out proactively. We're not even talking about marketing campaigns yet. Just oh, no. running the business better, like and with the things that I just said, will yield an infinitely better resp response or excuse me, ROI for you as a gym owner than just focusing on the outbound or my new Facebook mm -hmm. ad strategy because that affects all the things, your retention, your average client mm -hmm. value, the quality yep. of your day-to-day, -day, how many people you're enrolling, conversions, all the things that enable all the rest. Yeah. And now you have the bandwidth to come up with creative marketing campaigns and to do right. your social media better and all the things in real time as you're doing it. Yeah. I think uh, this is such an overlooked piece of running any business, but specifically in the CrossFit space. And if you're listening to this, A, even if you don't have help, like you can, you can do this yourself. But B, if you do want help, reach out to us. Like we just finished a full revamp of the course. It's, it's you know, infinitely right. better than it was. And it was pretty damn good as, as is, but this is the best thing out there now. And these are the things that we'll walk through and it'll be easier to digest, easier to implement, easier for you to wrap your brain around so that you can start planning all these things and not being stressed out about it so that you can actually like, like being in your gym. Um, so if you're interested, reach out, uh, but that will be launching very soon. You'll know when it does. We'll, we'll, we'll let everybody know, but um, now's, 
the time, right? Not in January, February. If that is the case, like you're behind the power curve, we can still fix it, but it's always better to be ahead. I don't, I don't want to be behind. So it sucks to catch up in any race. I don't care what you're doing. So reach well, out to us. What's one of the most yeah. common things that we hear from people once they get going in it? It's man, why did I wait so long right. to start? I wish I'd have done this. I wish I'd what done the this. hell was I waiting for? Right. Right. It's like, there's no perfect time other than no. now. Now. And get ahead and whenever you're listening to this, whether it's now in November, mid-November, or you're catching this episode in the middle of summertime, just start. Start. Just do it. Start. So start. And if you have questions, hit us up, DM us, whatever. We're happy to have that conversation. Um, but that's, again, we know that the rush is coming, not just for the year, but just as CrossFit grows, you're going to want to be prepared so that you can set yourself up for success. Starting a cash flow plan now means buying a building in three years from now. Um, you don't want to be late on that one. So, um, this just, these are all the things you need to think about. So if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, go there, uh, doing some serious upgrades to all of the content there, all the podcast platforms, you can find us affiliate you best reach out. We're happy to have a discussion with you. Um, doesn't cost you anything, but these are the types of things we're going to help you out. So you can actually enjoy being in your channel. Thanks for listening guys. And we'll see you next time. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.